This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi and welcome to Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Joyce Teo, and I'm SG's Senior Health Correspondent. Our topic today is loneliness. Loneliness is toxic. It is associated with mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, sleep issues, stress, low self-esteem. It can also shorten your life. New research from the Duke NUS Medical School in Singapore and the Nihon University in Tokyo, Japan has found that lonely older adults can expect to live a shorter life than their peers who don't perceive themselves as lonely. Their health would also be affected. So the study was published in the journal The American Geriatric Society on July 7. For this episode, we have Assistant Professor Rahul Malhotra, who is the lead author of the study, to tell us more about loneliness, an emotion that too many people are familiar with in this pandemic. Prof Malhotra is also the Head of Research at the Centre for Aging Research and Education at Duke NUS. Hi Prof, welcome to Health Check. Hi. So can you start by telling us what loneliness is? You know, how would you describe it? Sure. Uh, so loneliness is a subjective feeling, is something that somebody feels from the inside. It's a feeling of being alone or being isolated. A slightly more scientific definition would be it's a gap between the number and frequency of social contacts or connection one has versus what one desires. Uh, it's subjective in nature, uh, which is uh, distinct from, so maybe I'll make a point here, it's distinct from social isolation or living alone. Social isolation is uh, an objective measure in which one assesses the number of people one, it, one is in contact with on an everyday basis or is connected with on a regular basis. Whereas living alone, of course, as the name suggests, suggests that an individual is living alone. These are more objective measures that one can observe, one can count. Whereas loneliness is a feeling that comes from within of being isolated. Uh, and, and, and that again points to the fact that Although social isolation and living alone may increase the risk of one feeling lonely, they are not the same. An individual may be surrounded by friends and family, but still may not be getting the desired social relationships and therefore may feel lonely. Similarly, an individual may be living alone, but may be perfectly contented with living alone and may not be feeling lonely. So that's what loneliness is all about. Mm, okay, but if you're socially isolated, there's a higher chance of the person feeling lonely. Yes, definitely. That's the case, right. for sure. And in Singapore, I mean, do we know how many lonely people there are? Sure, sure. So we did a survey, our center, the Center for Aging Research and Education at Duke NUS Medical School. We did a survey uh, in 2016-17. Uh, we interviewed nearly 5,000 older Singaporeans uh, and we asked them using a scale. It's called the three-item loneliness scale that's used across the world to assess extent of loneliness among older people. And what we observed was one in three, 34% of the individuals expressed feelings of loneliness. Uh, the questions that we asked, and that may be relevant for the listeners as well, were, there were three questions, as the name suggests, it's a three-item scale. How often do you feel that you lack companionship? How often do you feel left out? How often do you feel isolated from others? And based on the response they gave, we could those who said yes to any of these uh, would be classified as feeling lonely. Those who answered no or no, I don't feel like this at all would be classified as never lonely. So based on this, we saw that one in three older people in Singapore expressed feelings of loneliness. 
I see. Is there a scale or is it just a yes and no? Uh, so it's a scale. Uh, we asked how often do you feel, uh, and and it's and and individuals can re- reply based on how frequent, how common is that feeling among themselves. But of course, but we would define those as never lonely. Would be people who would just say no. I've never felt like this to all these three questions. And anybody who says I feel that sometimes, often, or all the time would all be lumped together under feeling individuals feeling lonely. Right. So, I mean, if that's the case, are older people more vulnerable to loneliness? Uh, so, if you look at, uh, I mean, of course, we don't have Singapore-specific data, but globally, what the data suggests, and mostly it's from the Western nations, is that loneliness peaks at two age points in the life course. One is late teenage to young adulthood, around 15 to 22 years old, and the other is older adults, but especially those aged 80 years and above. And if you think about it, these are life stages where there are there are transitions happening for the individual. Among teenagers and younger adults, they are moving out of school, they are moving into university, they are moving out of university into the workplace, and there are connections established, but also a lot of older connections lost, and therefore there's a higher risk of feeling lonely. Among older individuals, again, it's a transitionary stage because people move out of the workplace, losing connections that they would have established over a life course of work. Older individuals may lose their family members, may lose their close friends as individuals age. They may experience loss of loved ones, and therefore these transition stages are especially known to increase or have a higher prevalence of loneliness. I see. Can you tell us more about the current research that the school is doing on loneliness? Yeah, sure. We're looking at it from a perspective of uh, how common is it, the prevalence, as I said, among older people. Are certain uh, subgroups of older people at more or higher risk of loneliness? Uh, we are also following up these same individuals over time to see how loneliness changes over time. What are the risk factors for this change? On the other end, we are also looking at how loneliness then impacts. Health outcomes are lonely people more or less likely to die compared to somebody who is not lonely? Are lonely older adults uh, more, the duration of remaining life? That's what this paper was all about. Uh, what's the what's the remaining duration of life for somebody who feels lonely versus somebody who does not feel lonely? Uh, we haven't really started looking at management or interventions on on countering loneliness. We are more at the description stage at this point, but we would definitely like to and want to move towards interventions uh, that help older people uh, overcome loneliness. Right. So you have not studied it, but what are some of the possible interventions that can help? Sure. Sure. So the interventions can be divided into two uh, two sorts of interventions. One would be individual. Targeted interventions, uh, which include things like cognitive behavioral therapy, psychotherapy, talking to individuals, uh, and the other one is more group-based kind of interventions in which individuals are brought together based on common interests, based on common activities, and usually uh, what has been shown is such interventions work when the group is driven by. And is taken forward by the older adults themselves, and 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 this gives an opportunity for like-minded individuals to come together. I mean, if we look back and remind ourselves of the definition of loneliness, it's the gap between uh, 
one's actual relationships and what what relationships one's wants to have and therefore such group based activities allows individuals to identify with other individuals who have similar interests and there's a greater chance that that gap would be able to be uh, the gap would be filled in so if you like what you're hearing so far please subscribe to the health chat podcast for free on your favorite smartphone apps apple podcasts spotify or google podcasts Like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation on loneliness with Professor Rahul Mahotra, who's the head of research at the Center for Aging Research and Education at the Duke and US Medical School. Prof, I mean, do people actually know if they need to do something about their loneliness? Because it's not something that you want to tell others about, right? Especially in Singapore, you know, there's a certain shame associated with it. Right. I mean, the, it's interesting that you say that. So, I think the one uh, theory that has come up in the recent decade or so in the past decade is that loneliness is a protective phenomena uh, in which individuals start getting or feeling lonely. Uh, such that then they should go out and look for and start establishing meaning meaningful relationships uh, so so that's an interesting perspective that has recently come up so it's 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 different from the older perspective where it was considered to be something really bad for you or something that is a symptom of say being depressed uh, but this kind of suggests and and there have been longitudinal studies of loneliness in which people who felt lonely are being followed in and it has been seen that once they perceive or start getting the feeling that they are lonely they actively try to establish relationships go out and talk to others and 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 try to rekindle some of the relationships that they had so there's still a lot that we don't know about loneliness whether it's something that's protective in nature such that what once you start feeling it it prompts you to go out and look for an established relationships but again for individuals who feel lonely but are not able to do so are not able to then respond on to this feeling of isolation or feeling of being alone they of course then kind of it's more like a vicious cycle then they become more lonely and they become more withdrawn right interesting prof i mean since you're you know you're studying loneliness um tell us something about loneliness that not many people are aware of not every older person who has a limited social circle is lonely in fact in our study when we looked at the proportion of people who were lonely among those who were living alone it was only 43% so one in two older people who lived alone were not lonely so i think one needs to understand that on 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 the other side if you look at it from another perspective it's important for people to realize that living in a big family living with others having a big social circle does not equate to the lack of loneliness so one has to be mindful that individuals who may look to have a lot of friends a lot of family surrounding them living with others well no that person can't be lonely he's living with others that's that's maybe a misnomer and one should always be the, be on the lookout of loneliness among such individuals as well the other thing that uh, i would like to say is 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 there are some known risk factors uh, for loneliness uh which in fact could be and these are health risk factors like uh limitations in mobility and sensory impairments vision impairment and hearing impairment and as you can imagine if somebody is not able to see well is not able to hear well their capacity to interact with others becomes lower and they tend to withdraw from society they tend to withdraw from relationships that they would have been able to maintain otherwise and therefore it's important for one to or family members for their older people as well as older person themselves 
to recognize and get such impairments, vision impairment, uh, hearing impairment, uh, impairments on other daily, uh, their, their mobility, uh, they should get it identified what is the root cause for causing these impairments because these things would also help in countering the development of loneliness or reducing the extent of loneliness among such individuals. Right. Do we know the top risk factors in Singapore? Well, this is the only risk factor or the top risk factor. But from the work that we've done recently at, at the center, we do see uh, vision and hearing impairments, especially when they are coexisting. And older people who have both vision and hearing, hearing impairment are more likely to be lonely compared to individuals who have only one or none of those. What about the general public when considering one in three? I mean, that seems pretty high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, if people, they can be surrounded by people, but yet they feel lonely, you know, how can we actually help them if we, you know, how to tell? There's been a recent report from the U.S. uh, kind of a national organization in the U.S., as well as there are some recommendations coming out of the U.K. Interestingly, the U.K. has appointed uh, a ministerial lead for loneliness back in 2018, and Japan appointed a minister for loneliness just recently. and 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 the work coming out from the UK and the US suggests that some of these surveys, like the survey that we do, the three-item scales that we do. Uh, so how often do, do you lack companionship? Do you feel left out? Do you feel isolated from others? I suggest individuals could question themselves on these, say, on an annual basis, and 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 think about it. And if they do feel that they have, they are starting getting such feelings, they should make an active attempt to reach out, maintain established relationships that they find meaningful. On the other hand, I think it's important for family members and friends, uh, and and I work with older people, so I'll be mostly uh, kind of I uh, would be able to speak in their context. It's important for family members and and friends of older people to make sure that they are not left out. They are included in activities uh, that they were able to do before. Uh, and, 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 and especially in, in, in today's circumstances, given the COVID situation and given the fact that there may be an increased risk of social isolation, it's even more important for individuals to maintain social connections. I think the third thing would be to to ensure that older people are digitally literate. We've seen that individuals who were digitally literate and were able to maintain connections through either talking or, or over audio calls or video calls using, using various platforms were uh, less likely to feel isolated, were less likely to feel lonely compared to those who were not able to. And therefore, it's 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 a good opportunity to ensure that the older persons themselves, but also family members, to ensure that their parents, their grandparents, are digitally literate and are able to talk to them, even if they have to be isolated at home, away from other human contact. I think the other thing I would just want to add is, uh, within older people, there is again variation. We do see that. The older you grow, the more likely you are to feel lonely. For example, 40% of those aged 80 and above are lonely compared to 30% among those aged 60 to 69. Males are much more likely to express feelings of loneliness than females. And, and those who have higher education are more likely to feel lonely compared to those with no formal education or lower education. So again, not all all older people are alike. Within that one in three older persons, there are subgroups of older people who are more or less likely to express feelings of loneliness. Prof, thanks for coming on Health Check today. 
Yeah, thank you, Joyce. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about a topic that's close to heart and important for older adults in Singapore and elsewhere. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. Don't forget to subscribe to us for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Search for Straits Times Health Check, like us and give us a rating. Thank you for listening. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.